You are listening to KNNALP 95.7 FM, Lincoln, Nebraska. Welcome. This is Pastor Clint Poppy, Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. And with me today are two very, very special guests. We have Michelle Hurt and Phoebe Hampton, and they represent Chariots for Hope. You've heard our radio spots for Chariots for Hope for several months, and we have been looking for an opportunity to sit down with these two ladies and find out a little bit more about the organization, share with you not only what it is, but how you can participate, how you can support, and the motivation behind this uh, very, very special organization, Chariots for Hope. Uh, Michelle and Phoebe, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to our uh, radio station today. Thank you, and thank you for having us. Yes, happy to be here. Thank you. Well, it's great. We've been looking forward to this for a while, and uh, here at uh, KNNALP 95.7, we are about 80% religious programming and about 20% community programming, and one of the things that struck me with Chariots for Hope is it really covers both because there is a uh, religious component that uh, inspired Chariots for Hope, and uh, also it is very, very much community-oriented and community service-related, sharing that love of Christ with others who desperately need it. Michelle, uh, I know you're one of the co-founders of Chariots for Hope. Uh, If somebody would come up to you and say, Chariots for Hope, what is this Chariots for Hope thing? Uh, You know, we don't have chariots anymore ben-hur was uh, a movie back in the 50s yeah so uh what is chariots for hope well chariots for hope we are looking to remove the transportation barrier to our low-income communities but we also offer other services to keep people on the road and keep them self-sufficient but and i say that big our key goal is to obviously share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and God has really given us the gift of a car to get these people in our lives to share the true hope, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. So the so the bottom line then is that this is a group that is seeking to provide reliable transportation for people in need, for yes. people who don't have it. Yes. Um, and, you know, I was ex- exposed to this uh, oh, a little less than a year ago when uh, uh, my good friend, Joel Whalen, who couldn't be with us today. <laughs> Joel! Uh, Joel, you big pansy. You should be here. Uh, but uh, Joel introduced me to uh, Chariots for Hope, and that's kind of what got the ball rolling for me and here at uh, Good Shepherd Lutheran Church and KNNA. Phoebe, um Tell me a little bit about some of the nuts and bolts of how the organization works. Um, You know, we had this grand idea of getting transportation to needy people. Um, Where does the transportation come from? How do you find out who's needy and uh, who might be a scam artist? Uh, How do you know that you're going to be able to give a a vehicle to someone and uh, they're not going to turn around and sell it and buy drugs? You know, those kind of things. Those are very, very real uh, questions and situations. Tell us a little bit about that. Pick one or, you know, talk about all of them. Absolutely. Well, it all starts out with a nomination from a referring organization in the community or one of our partners. Now, these people have become partners through um, an interview with our program director and also a vetting process with them just to see if if our mission aligns with who they are and um, what they want out of it as well. So if they get past that portion, then uh, they are able to refer people to us. Now, there are parameters on that. You know, it's not just any Joe off the street. It's someone that they've been walking with for a certain amount of time and that fits certain, certain aspects of our program, such as they have a discretionary income. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they are required to take a drug test. They put some skin in the game. You know, they put some of their own in, so it's not just a handout, it's a hand up. 
Um, once uh, circling back, once we receive these referrals from a trusted partner in the community, um, they go to myself, who I operate in programs, and then there's Cassie in Omaha. So there is a heavy vetting process that is involved. You know, a lot of people see our posts and they see these cars with bows on them and they're like, wow, this is great, free cars. <laughs> Everyone gets one. And Let's make I, a deal. Yeah. And when I call, I'll get one tomorrow. Yeah. And you know, it's just not that mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. There is so much behind the scenes um, from that first phone call that is set up, you know, first the, um, the form which is processed uh, and then an interview that's arranged and they talk with us on the phone. Uh, they tell us where their heart's at, about their history, um, certain things, and we, we vet them out and see if they fit into um, our parameters. And if they do, then that's where it just begins. It is just scratching the surface. Mm -hmm. So after that, they will be required to turn in documents, um, such as their last two pay stubs, uh, proof of insurance, a valid driver's license, um, you know, they give us their soul. No, it's not that, not that much. But uh, there, there are some things required, and so we don't. <laughs> we're not just the yes guy. We do not want to do a disservice to them by just giving them a car when they can't financially support that. Correct. Our our main focus is to do them a service and to take away that barrier, not just then, but for the rest of their lives, God mm -hmm. willing. We want them to be able to be responsible on the road. Um, i.e. be insured, pay for your tags, um, have income coming in. We both know, we all know that gas prices are skyrocket. You know, they have to be able to take care of those. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's just not a good service. So back to the process. Um, if they make it past the documents and those are filed in, then they come in for an in-person orientation. So that's with myself or with Cassie in Omaha. Um, and we meet in person and we share about uh, who we are. And we ask that we tell them we will be talking about Jesus. Um, if you don't believe in Jesus, that's not going to exclude you from our program, but we will be. This is who we are. And we share that up front. Um, and then we tell them the requirements of the program, which after they do get their car, there is a six-month aftercare ride program. So I know I've gone on for a bit, and that's a lot, a lot to bite off. But that's kind of just the beginning. Okay, so, so Phoebe, uh, thank you, and that was very, very helpful. A mm -hmm. uh, lot of, a uh, lot of uh, ABCs, one, mm -hmm. two, threes, nuts yeah. and bolts information. So the from the time a person would get nominated generally roughly on average to the time when they might realistically hope to have a car what kind of a time frame are we talking we're talking a couple of weeks couple of months couple of years what are we talking <laughs> that's a great question now we have some people on our staff that love the numbers that's not me but i've been guided you know try to get from from the <laughs> from the nomination through the vetting, try to get that within, you know, 20 days. Try to go through with that, you know, get people through. And then once um, once they make it past that portion, and sometimes it's, I had a record. One guy made it through in like seven days, okay, the vetting. And some people take their time a little more. Um, but once they get past that and they are approved officially for our program, uh, we kind of had a timeline of, eight weeks. And I, I use quotation marks and no one can see that that's listening, but it's it's a loose... Yeah, you, you, you have to imagine <laughs> that yeah, on the radio. Yeah, imagine that. So it's, it's loosely eight weeks and it goes with what is going on in the world right now. Sure. What is our market? Because I've been at this for almost two years now and we have... We've been blessed beyond measure with regular donations sticking on the timeline, but there became a season where things have dried out a little. People don't want to give up their cars. Um, there's not even used cars on the lots around. You know, it's hard to come by. So we have um, moved that eight weeks. Um, it's it's extended at this time. Sure, sure, so and that makes time. that makes perfect mm -hmm. sense. The uh, the uh, that gets us up to the person receiving the car. Uh, now I want to, you know, where do these cars come from? Do they just like drop out of the sky? Uh, you know, um, 
Lucy in the sky with diamonds, yeah. uh, you know, Cor- Corvettes in the clouds yeah. in Lincoln. Mm, that um, nice. The, uh, the, the vehicles that the people are receiving uh, through Chariots for Hope, uh, they have to come from somewhere. And one of the things that I was struck when I was at that uh, initial welcome introduction luncheon uh, a while back was the um, not not only the uh, passion but uh, the genuine support mm-hmm. for so many people, including um, you know corporate kind of folks yes. and corporate kind of sponsors. So Michelle, can you give us uh, an idea of where? cars come from because you know if somebody needs reliable transportation the last thing you want to do is give them a car that's going to be breaking Correct. down all the time you don't want to give them junk right. uh, the pastor can drive the junk other people <laughs> need other things so uh, tell us a little bit about the vehicles themselves yes so believe it or not um, when we started I thought the same thing. Who is going to donate their car? Like, seriously, right now? You know, I mean, they want to trade it in. They want to get the best bang for their buck. But that's what's so amazing and the gift of just Nebraska across the board is the generosity and the hearts to wanting to see that their car that still had life, they wanted to go on to people um, to continue to change their lives. But they all come from amazing donors, just people hearing this and being like, you know, I have a car sitting in the driveway. We take cars that work, that don't work. We take every kind of vehicle possible. But the majority of our cars come from amazing community people, moms and dads, grandmas. You know, it could be a family that lost their mom or dad. They didn't want to sell the car, so they donated it. Um, People that are wanting to get a new car for trade-in, they'd rather get the tax advantage. I mean, there's tax advantages to donating your car as well. So it's kind of a win-win situation. In starting, we have over a 1,000, over well over a thousand cars that have been donated. Wow. And wow. just a in short, what kind of a time frame? That's uh, eight years. In eight years, over a thousand cars. That that's is insane. that is amazing. And that is not any major marketing. That's this. It's word of mouth. It's social media. We don't have the the financial means to do like major, major marketing campaigns and things, but because of our community partners and you know, just the word of mouth, like there's nobody really doing what we're doing. There's people that take cars and donate cars and things like that. But as far as the actual program and sharing the love of Jesus, Chariots is really the only kind of standalone doing that. Yeah, it is definitely a niche. Yes. And uh, uh, one that caught my eye and caught my ear and caught my attention when I heard about it because I know, uh, you know, firsthand in my own family and through the church and, you know, I've lived a little over six decades. So I know what it's like when people um, need a way to get to work. They want to work. They need to take care of their kids. They want to have opportunities to be able to take their kids to daycare and a hospital and all these kind of things, but they're relying on their bicycle or the bus Mm -hmm. or Uber. uh, And those kind of things are not realistic. They're Mm. not sustainable. And uh, quite frankly, they, um, they don't inspire people to keep working and keep improving their life. The, uh, the wonderful thing that, um, hits me with regard to Chariots for Hope is the hope that we have is not just some sort of generic hope. Um, You know, I hope it rains. I hope we have a white Christmas. I hope the Huskers win some games this year. (laughs) Some kind of generic, maybe it'll be, maybe it won't be. Mm. But it is the true hope, the hope that we have that is based on the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus for us and for the forgiveness of sins. And that moves us. That love moves us to love one another. We are talking with Phoebe Hampton and Michelle Hurt for Chariots for Hope. You can check out Chariots for Hope on their websites, Chariots for the numeral for hope.org, Chariots numeral for hope.org. And uh, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Michelle and Phoebe. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. 
You are listening to KNNALP 95.7 FM, Lincoln, Nebraska. Welcome back to our conversation regarding Chariots for Hope. Uh, it's a wonderful group. It is not only in Lincoln. We'll find out a little bit more about that, but it certainly is in Lincoln. And it is an organization helping to bring reliable transportation to people who are in need. It is a, uh, it's a wonderful group, and I would just encourage you to check them out, Chariots the numeral four, hope.org. We're having a conversation with Phoebe Hampton and Michelle Hurt. Michelle is one of the co-founders of Chariots for Hope. And um, Michelle, uh, we in our first uh, part of our interview, we, uh, we talked a lot of the nuts and bolts and details, and we've got more details that we want to cover in the future. Uh, but uh, right now... Um, how did this get started? You're the co-founder. <laughs> well, who's the other co-founder? Um, uh, you mentioned eight years uh, before, you know, yeah. a thousand vehicles donated in eight years. So uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, maybe the inspiration behind Chariots for Hope. Uh, who came up with the idea? Um, maybe how the idea took shape. Uh, normally, when you have an idea, it takes a little bit of time before you have an actual working model. So tell us a little bit about the uh, the origins of Chariots for Hope. Sure. So uh, prior to moving to Nebraska, my husband worked for Corporate America. He worked for Geico. It's a very large insurance company. I mean, everybody I've, knows, I've seen the lizard. Everybody knows the lizard, <laughs> oh. right? Uh, so yes, I will say it right off the bat. The other co-founder is my amazing husband, Jason. Um, we have two children and a dog. So, but anyway, we started, um, moving all over the country with Geico and our last stop with Geico was New York and Hurricane Sandy hit New York, um, in 2012. And we just, Jason was responsible for that cat. You know, they call them cats for the insurance company. And I could really see that his heart was just wrestling. He was wrestling with his faith. He was wrestling with his job. He was chasing money. He will tell you if he was sitting here, his addiction was money. Um, he loved to put it away and stockpile it. And yet he was calling himself a Christian, but yet his heart was just, he was missing something. He hadn't really fully surrendered. Um, so, so Sandy really stirred a lot of things up for our family. And I could tell that he was making great money, but he was miserable. So he began to seek and search out franchises. And he came across a company called Christian Brothers Automotive, which is a amazing, beautiful, upscale automotive shop. It's a franchise all over the country, very heavy in the South. And their model is to share the faith and to have the morals and integrity as a believer and run an automotive shop. It really sounds like an oxymoron, but uh, it works. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Just like an honest politician. There you go. So um, <laughs> so anyway, we went down to interview in Houston, Texas. That's where their headquarters is. And they were actually, they look for people like Jason more on the corporate exec side to run their shops and then hire the gentleman to do more of the hands-on tool, you know, turning the okay. wrenches. So they told us that, you know, oh, Michelle and Jason, you guys are the perfect fit. Where do you want to go? You can go anywhere in the country. Where do you want to go? And we love the South. We lived in the South. We loved it. We were looking at North and South Carolina, and they said that'll be two years. Well, two years, there was no way he was going to do another two years with Geico. So we were kind of like, wah, wah. <laughs> That's not going to work. So the franchisee guy called and he said, hey, I have this great opportunity in Omaha, Nebraska. And I said, did he just say Omaha, Nebraska? <laughs> I was like, I think that's corn. Um, but Jason and I are from the Midwest. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. He's from the Springfield, Illinois area. So we're Midwesterners at heart. Um, we were just in really big cities. But we said, let's just fly out, check out the land and see what Omaha, Nebraska has to offer. So we did, and that was in March of 2013. And so we flew out here, we saw a lot of land, we saw Costco, we saw Walmart, we're like, okay, we can make this work. 
I'm like, whatever. Um, so, yeah, he went back to Geico. He put in his, you know, I think it was three or four weeks because he was a director for the state of New York. And they threw him crazy money for to stay. And um, he just knew in his heart that this is what God had called him to do, to, to take a leap of faith and leave the corporate. And in his mind, he was starting a franchise. Um so we uprooted our family from New York. We moved here in June of 2013. And the story behind the Christian Brothers was there was a gentleman a year and a half into it. He was willed to farm in Texas, took the farm, and there was only six more months to go building Christian Brothers. So we were the couple that came in and said yes. Okay. But what we didn't know is what God had in store for us. And that truly that was just the driver to get us here. Um, now looking back and seeing all the beautiful, you know, intersections that he laid upon us to roll out chariots for hope. So that's what got us to Omaha, Nebraska. And we opened our doors in December 2013. And literally a month into it, Jason said, how can we use the shop to glorify God and help the community? And I was like, you're so cute. We don't know anybody. <laughs> I'm like, how? I have to go out and sell oil changes. Like, are you serious right now? Now, mind you, I was a 17-year stay-at-home mom. Um, I had never done marketing. I had never done any of that, although God was preparing both Jason and I as a corporate. But also, I was a fundraiser and did all kinds of things for the schools for my children. So I just love how God just uses the gifts, right, and abilities that he's intertwining. And then, of course, together as a couple, how he's going to use us to share the gospel. Um, so yeah, uh, he had a burning in his heart to start something. And Geico did a program called Recycle Rides. And on occasion, body shops would donate cars to vets in need. And he loved it. Anytime he could get a body shop to do that, he did it. So he's like, why can't I just do that here full time on the side? And we'll just do it for fun. Well, what started on the side engulfed our heart. Chariots for Hope was born October 2014. That was our very first blessing. Um, what started on the side, like I said, just wrecked us. And we took a leap of faith and we left Christian Brothers. That's a God story in itself. And um, they took it over corporately because we were getting ready to lose close to $100,000. Um, but we didn't care. Because we knew that we knew that we knew that there was a calling and a burden on our heart to serve the community so much more bigger than what we had planned, but what God had planned. And we jumped and uh, we didn't lose that $100,000. It's to, my, to this day, like, I think it's the first time I saw my husband drop to his knees and just wept because God really revealed himself in such a real way. And reminded us that keep your eyes on me and follow me. It's his, it's his will. And there's such freedom in that, right? There's freedom in being obedient to his will. And for us as a couple, that's where he took us. Um, a year and a half, we didn't take a paycheck. And God provided. And God provided. And we rolled out chariots. And people told us we were crazy. They told us we were crazy. Jason went from corporate to small business to nonprofit. What is he losing his mind? Yes, he did. He fully surrendered his life to Jesus Christ, and it has wrecked his heart ever since. And so for me as a wife to see him use his corporate skills and his leadership skills, but yet heart and that's bleeding for Jesus, for the people we serve, it's incredible. Michelle, what did your kids think about this? Did, did they think uh, Dad needed to go to the loony bin? <laughs> um my daughter's older, so she's witnessed my, Jason's transformation. And she said there's no money in the world. Knowing that her dad is saved and loves Jesus, there's no money that can buy anything. So they've been along for the ride. They're at all the chariot stuff. Our daughter's actually interning with us right now. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, and they've seen God provide. How do you deny that? How do you... When you take those massive leaps of faith, when, the, when that, the Spirit's like leading you and people push it down, like that sounds crazy and not possible. It's absolutely possible. So, 
you you started then with your uh, your first blessing, first uh, car in October 2014. Well, here we are. <laughs> we're doing we're doing this interview, and we are almost in October of 2022. So a lot of things have happened mm-hmm. since then, and you're talking Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. Well, we're in Lincoln, right? Um, so. Some things must have happened in Omaha for the Chariots for Hope to grow, expand, explode, uh, uh, travel on down the interstate, <laughs> however you want to look at that. Uh, how how did that go from that first blessing and uh, wondering whether you're going to make it or not to the uh, type of organization that you have now that's not only in Omaha and Lincoln, but uh I want to say Grand Island. Grand Island and St. Joe, Missouri. Grand Island and St. Joe, Missouri. I do a lot of, I used to do a lot of duck hunting near St. Mm. Joe, Missouri. So uh, how did how did that happen? What uh, What's that journey, those last Such several years? Such a beautiful years? story, how we got to Lincoln. So one of our dear friends and partners, he's kind of a mentor, Stan Parker, um, with My Bridge Radio. Uh, he was the one that introduced us to Mike Anderson of Anderson Auto Group. And Mike was doing something called Because People Matter and huge hearts. They were helping people with vehicles. They were giving them away and helping them. You know, he he loved the whole Tom's concept, you know, like the shoes. Sure. He loved that whole thing. And he wanted to give back to the community in his cars. So why not? Well, he was kind of running into some obstacles with uh, some RO organizations. He didn't like that the gospel wasn't being shared. He just, there was no accountability. Where were the cars going? Like, he just kind of felt like it was, he's for profit. And he really needs to stay in that lane and just help maybe that foundation with another nonprofit. Well, sure enough, Stan was working with us and he introduced us to Mike. Mike absolutely loved that we held them accountable, that there was skin in the game, and most importantly, we shared the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so Mike Anderson, um, the reason we are in those markets is because of him. He is a huge supporter of Chariots for Hope, but he loves that his staff can actually witness these blessings. They fix the cars. We are engaging with them and they're, you know, they teach classes for our recipients under the hood. So Mike really wanted the full package of how do I get my staff and employees involved yet help the community and Chariots for Hope was a great partnership for that. And so I can't say enough about Mike, his heart for the Lord, for this community. Um, The way he runs his business is incredible. And so to partner with him and to where it's going now in Lincoln is just outrageous. So how long have you been in Lincoln? This will be three years. Three years in Lincoln. Yes. And uh, we're going to take a little break here uh, and keep going with our interview. We're talking with uh, Michelle Hurt and Phoebe Hampton, Chariots (laughs) for Hope. Um, We're just having a conversation about this uh, great organization. Uh, It's a faith-based organization, as uh, you can tell from our discussion. And it is trying to bring reliable transportation to people who are truly in need. And uh, we have been uh, airing ads here at KNNALP 95.7 in Lincoln for the last several months. We wanted an opportunity to find out a little bit more about the organization and also to share with you some opportunities that you might be able to help, volunteer, support, and participate as well. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. You are listening to KNNALP 95.7 FM, Lincoln, Nebraska. Welcome back. We are having a wonderful discussion today with Chariots for Hope. We've got two folks that are here with us, one of the co-founders, along with her husband, Michelle Hurt, and we also have Phoebe Hampton, who works 
uh, exclusively here in Lincoln. Is that correct? I work in the Lincoln and Grand Island markets. Oh, Lincoln yes. and Grand Island. <laughs> and they've been uh, telling us a little bit about Chariots for Hope. In our first uh, part of our interview, we had some of the nuts and bolts about the program. In our second part, we heard about the inspiration behind Chariots for Hope. And uh, Michelle, thank you for sharing that uh, family story with us and uh, about how things got to Lincoln as well and and also Grand Island and St. Joe Missouri the um uh, I want to go back to some of the things that we said in the first part of our discussion. And uh, Phoebe, you talked about the folks having skin in the game. And you also talked about uh, after they get the car, there's kind of a six-month program or a six-month commitment with regard to that. I think when people make a donation... They want to feel confident that their donation is being treated well, that the people who are receiving the donations are good stewards of those donations. They want to have the confidence that when they give money to a group, a church, an organization, a charity, that... Uh, you know, somebody's not going on a trip to the Bahamas and <laughs> pretending that the uh, charity is actually happening. So tell us a little bit about the skin in the game and then this six-month program. I know there's a couple of different names for it, but this uh, six-month program, because I think that really uh, helps inspire confidence in potential donors with regard to Chariots for Hope. Absolutely. Well, we have a program and it's called the RIDE program. Of course, we love our acronyms and RIDE stands for Responsible, Informed, Developed, and Equipped. And ultimately, we want everyone that participates and then ultimately graduates from the RIDE program to be these things. So as a RIDE recipient, they will join a great community that partners with them for their success, learning how to be a responsible vehicle owner. During the ride program, they will become a more responsible car owner, able to make informed decisions, be prepared for future events, and equipped with resources to stay, to stay self-sufficient. So what does that look like? What does that look like? That, that, mm -hmm. That's great with regard to the big picture. Uh, I get my car, and now I've got six months to, um, you know, get my act together or keep my act together, what are some of the things that actually happen uh, to make that possible? Uh, classes or workshops or get-togethers or those kind of things. Right. And right is not just a, a vague term. And then we say, here's your car, see you later. It's very structured. And what that entails is they do have monthly check-ins and huddles is what we call them okay. with myself here in Lincoln or Cassie in Omaha. And so that just is us staying in community, staying in touch and holding them accountable, asking them, have you gotten registered? We delve into savings. We talk about their life. They just have us as a touch point. Now, that is just something we do once a month for the duration of the six months. And they also are able to get involved in any community events that we have. And community is kind of the secret sauce of charity or of Chariots for Hope. It's, it's something we love to do is just offer events where they can come, they can bring their families, and we just do life together. Uh, the other month, I took a group of 26 people to the Minions movie. It was wild. Uh, that's just an example. Yeah. <laughs> and this isn't the ride program per se, but it's, it's just an aspect of chariots. Uh, circling back to the ride program, uh, we have classes that we offer. We have the service manager at Anderson Ford um, and one of his, his uh, co-workers that facilitates an under-the-hood class. So what that is, they go to Anderson Ford and they literally use their own vehicle, get under the hood, and they show them parts of their car they might not have any idea. Mm -hmm. And some of them have said that. They said, wait a second. <laughs> and I thought, whoa, you didn't know that? That is scary. <laughs> I, think, I think many people need that class, I not just do. the Chariots yes, for Hope do. recipients. In, in full um, 
full honesty here, I will tell you that there was things that I didn't know that I learned through, through the ride program. <laughs> I was one of those people that didn't put air in my tires. I didn't know the tread patterns, all the lights. And man, it is so informative. I feel like everyone should know this. Teens, uh, new drivers, old drivers, it is so um, informative. And these people at Anderson Ford, they take it upon themselves. Mm. They donate their time generously and they give you a full hour of their time. They have a checklist they go through. They get you hands-on in there, um, check in the air pressure, They'll give you one of those. You'll go home with one. You'll be able to do it. Um, they show you different warning lights. And there's people, um, they're just huddled around absorbing this information. Um, and that's just one of the many classes that we offer. Um, we, have, we have classes that pertain to obtaining insurance. I know that's everyone's favorite subject. <laughs> but guess what? You, you need it to be safe on the road. And we don't want to do a disservice. We want them to know all the full gamut of things to be a responsible car owner. So we go through meticulously through every check checkpoint of that with several classes like Drive for Success, Under the Hood, etc. The uh, the ability to help people not only to get the car but to be able to function in the car, to take care of the car, to understand how the car works, to be able to be legal on the road with regard to licensing and insurance. This, uh, this is so, uh, so important. And, you know, so many people go through life and they don't have these things. And uh, for Chariots for Hope to be able to provide this for the recipients is a great blessing. Now, one of the things you talked about community here and some of the other community things um, the, during this six-month period, something happens. And, you know, you've got the classroom things, and the people are now uh, happy, and they feel good about themselves. They're able to get to work. They're able to take their kids to daycare. They're able to go to the hospital when they need to. Uh, all these things are happening. But there's something else that is happening. And when I check you guys out on social media, um, it looks like uh, everybody's laughing, everybody's giggling. I mean, it looks just like fun. It's it's fun. So uh, this this community uh, again, all of this is started. Uh, gifts of love, gifts that flow from the cross and empty tomb of Jesus Christ. Yes. They end up uh, with a vehicle to a needy individual, and this individual now is a part of a community, yes. and this community many times provides for this individual, for this couple, for this family, a sense of belonging that they've never had before. Um, Michelle, you want to talk about that uh, and tell us a little bit about this community aspect that just naturally happens uh, as a fruit of Chariots for Hope? Ugh, you just said it so beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> um, Phoebe's right. It is the secret sauce. And I will tell you, a lot of the people we serve, they say all the time they've never received such unconditional love. Um, we serve a lot of broken people. A lot of people who have maybe not given second chances. And so for us, um, it is absolutely a way to show just the lavish love that Christ gives us. You know, I just, the stories that these people walk through and what they come out of, what they overcome, it inspires us daily to continue to drive out the mission of Chariots for Hope. But what's really incredible when you're walking with these people and doing community and life with them is you get to see the progression of their life. You get to see promotions and jobs. You get to see children released from the state. You get to see them going back to school. You get to see Bobby finally playing soccer because he can get there. Um, you can see relationships within families restored. They're going to church community and giving back their time. I mean, the list goes on and on. And so when somebody says to me, it's just a car, I always encourage them to check out and come to one of our community events because not only will you see the car, but you will see the beautiful picture of so many different walks of life um, come together as one big, huge family. You know, we, we've uh, just 
kind of coming out of a whole pandemic thing where where people were forced inside many people um you know could not get out uh or were afraid to get out and be around people and now uh perhaps more than ever we have people who are uh so desperately in need of humanity uh uh relationships human conversation something that's different than uh, a text message or an email and one of the things that uh, I have seen and uh, seen with the videos and seen heard with the stories and all these things is people that maybe who didn't realize what was lacking in their life uh, Christ of course or a relationship with uh, some kind of faith community like a church or uh, just other human beings to have a picnic with or to go to soccer practice with or whatever all of a sudden um, these things are there and without intentionally doing it lives have been transformed mm -hmm. and that's the power of the gospel that's the power Amen. of the word of god Amen. that's that's how god works and grows us uh, in christ jesus um phoebe give me one story tell me one story i i, I hate to do this to you tell you tell me one story of this kind of a transformation yes. that has stuck with you Oh my gosh you're you're killing me here with the one story because well we can tell so more many, later but yes. we got a break coming up but what really comes into my mind is a woman that came to our program and i told you earlier about the the vetting process we take that very seriously so we're good stewards of our resources so uh she came to orientation and she, at the time she was living in the people city mission uh she had been using substances. She had just uh, gave birth to a beautiful baby girl that was immediately taken from her. Um, and so she was trying to go through the hoops to uh, get her child back. Okay, so she came to us because one of the huge barriers was transportation. And so she needed that um, to, to move on with her, her case to get her child back and just in life with a job and all that. So she comes to orientation and she didn't have any desire to... Um, <laughs> be friendly to, to me or to uh, maybe use things that you and I would think of as just being um, polite or things like that. And she didn't. And that was fine. That's not what I was after. But to be honest, I was just kind of doubting whether she would make it in the program. I even thought, you know what, she might be using drugs still. And that was my own, my own sinful human nature, you know, maybe making judgments. But I needed to, to walk along further in this situation. So I talked to my program director. I said, I, I don't really know. I, I'm not sure what to do in this. He said, hey, take her out to coffee, um, feel it out more, and we'll go from there. And I really thought that it might just end with us parting ways. Um, but wow, I prayed before I, before I met with her, and she just opened up to me. And out of nowhere, she whips her sleeve up and she shows me this device that's testing her for drugs. She was, in fact, not using drugs. That she was, um, her heart was just raw, broken, and all she wanted was to be part of something that was bigger than what she she had known in the past. Uh, you know, she was just ragged. And I said, you know what? Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, and I gave her a hug, and that was the best decision. Um, I was just so thankful for that because fast forward, we have celebrated as her baby Azra. We threw her first birthday party. Yes. She's like our mascot. We call her Chunky Baby. <laughs> Needless to say, they were reunited. She is a manager at the Dollar Tree. She is um, she is just rocking it. She has done so many things. She donated back to chariots financially. She's just a, a walking, talking example of what some of these people can do once they're loved. And they're like, who are these crazy people? I mean, who's this girl that wants to be with me? They might feel wary. Then they know we love them. Well, why do we love them? Because of Jesus. And wow, it's just been
an unlikely but just beautiful relationship, and she is one of the many. Thank you. Thank yes. you, Phoebe, for sharing that story. And uh, it's it's stories like that that uh, I'm sure keep you going yes. and keep uh, Chariots for Hope grounded because uh, we, don't, uh, we don't give up on anyone because Christ has not given up on us. And we, we want people to... Um, uh, achieve the kind of things that are capable and possible here in uh, in America, and yet uh, along with all those opportunities come so many temptations, and uh, quite frankly, sometimes people make bad choices. And uh, we have we have a God who, um, in spite of our bad choices, and in spite of our uh, constant return back to uh, bad choices and sinful ways gives us uh, second chances, third chances, and on. That's the, uh, that's the love of Christ. And to be able to share that with others, uh, that's, that's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. We are talking with uh, folks from Chariots for Hope. You can find out more about Chariots for Hope on chariotsforhope.org. That's chariots, the numeral for hope.org. And we've got a little bit more that we want to talk about when we come back from our break. We are um, talking with uh, Phoebe Hampton and Michelle Hurt. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. You are listening to KNNALP 95.7 FM, Lincoln, Nebraska. Welcome back to our discussion with the folks from Chariots for Hope. I'm Pastor Clint Poppy, Good Shepherd Lutheran Church here in Lincoln, Nebraska. This is KNNALP 95.7 on your radio dial. You can check us out on www.thecross957.org as well. You can listen anywhere, download the KNNA app, and uh, you can find this interview in its entirety on our KNNA Theological Programming Spot on your favorite podcast provider. That's KNNA Theological Programming, and it will just simply be marked Interview with Chariots for Hope. We're uh, very, very thankful today to be with Michelle Hurt and Phoebe Hampton and uh, talking about this uh, this amazing organization, one that I didn't know existed. Uh, it was back in uh, March uh, of this year, so that would have been about seven or eight years, or years uh, months ago, when I was introduced to this group. It, uh, it really does hit a niche, and uh, I was just really, really struck by uh, some of the things that they do. We've heard what they do. We've heard about the uh, follow-up care and the skin in the program that is there. Um, what I what I want to visit with with both of you ladies with now is uh, ways and opportunities for people to help. Of course, uh, prayers are always always uh, welcome and needed. Um, I want to talk about some of the more tangible ways that people might be able to help. And Michelle, I want to start with you. Um, Tell me a little bit about the Jumpstart program. What is the Jumpstart program and who might be interested in it? So we created the Jumpstart program. We really wanted to get the community involved to, to witness the celebration, the, the victories of the people we get to serve. Um, so a business or a family comes along and decides to sponsor a family. And that sponsorship helps fix the car, provides the six-month warranty on the car, helps with the program for the family. And so with them sponsoring that, they then get to come with us. We either show up at their business or the family can come to another location uh, to what we call the blessing. And that's the day that the recipient receives their vehicle. So, um, the Jumpstart program or the Jumpstart sponsorship is just a great way for people to witness their donation in motion. They get to touch, feel, and see all that Chariots for Hope is. So this can be done as as a business or corporately or individually, Correct. an individual family as well. Correct. And what kind of dollars are we talking for this program? 
there's two different levels. There's one at 2,500 and then there's one at 1,500. So it just depends on what that, you know, what the organization decides or the family decides that's best for them. But there's two different options for the sponsorship. Okay, so uh, sponsors that would help with the vehicles, uh, maybe help fix them up. Correct. You said provide for the warranty, mm-hmm. and that uh, that takes me to another topic. You had mentioned earlier, Michelle, about uh, you, uh, donations of vehicles, receive any kind of vehicle, that kind of a thing. How does that work if I have a vehicle that I want to donate? Maybe it's something that's really nice. Maybe it's something that isn't so nice and I just want to get out of my driveway Um, because you said you'd take it in any condition. So I'm going to hold you to that. So what is the process for someone who has a vehicle to donate in any condition from really from a 10 to a one um (laughs) how would they go about doing that sure so if your car is still has life in it as we say um if we go ahead and fix that car and donate it to a family in need that donor will get the full value of that car when i say full value it's the if you're familiar with nada or the kelly blue book that's what the irs says that they can take for taxes um what the value of the car is now if i get a car that is seen better days and it's too much money to fix up we go to two different pots one is we will part it out we have great partnerships with you know area recycle places and we receive anywhere from five to eight hundred dollars for the vehicles for that now the donor will only get that as the written portion uh, because that's what you know because the vehicle was worth. Sure. Um, in the IRS, we didn't get to bless a family, but that money does go back into fixing another vehicle, back into the program. So even though the donors know that their car might be a junker, uh, they still love the mission, they still love the program, and they want to, to do, you know, to take their car to chariots. Sure. Sometimes we get cars that are the best for the program, but we can still fix it up and sell it. And that is another way of revenue and resources for chariots. Um, So there's another pot that we have. So So if somebody has an old antique vehicle that's worth lots of money (laughs) that they're tired of, they could could donate that to uh, Chariots for Hope and provide many, many Many, vehicles. Many, many, many vehicles. Yeah, see, I see how that works. Well, and you know, sometimes we get like super nice cars, Mm -hmm. like... 20 i'll just say a 2017 with low miles sometimes we'll keep those in house until we are ready to part with them or we'll sell that car take that money and then invest in four to five cars so we always have the conversations with the donor and we are very clear with them on which way their car is going because the donors that donate to chariots for hope they love they love you know the whole if I donate my car, it goes to a recipient, you know, kind of thing. So we just want to be open and honest with them at all ends. Well, and you've mentioned several times, and you've given lots of examples, too, of uh, the the serious way that you take stewardship yes. of people's gifts. Yes. And uh uh, God's word is very, very clear with regard to that too. To whom much has been given, much shall be expected. And uh, to be a good steward of the gifts that God has given us, to be a good steward mm-hmm. of the gifts that God has given Chariots for Hope is a um, is a great blessing, and again, also a great encouragement for people who might be considering supporting Chariots for Hope yes. in uh, in other ways. Uh, Phoebe. Uh, what would be some volunteer-type ways that, uh, they say, somebody wants to support Chariots for Hope, but uh, they don't have a lot of cash right now, they don't have uh, those kind of means, but they want to help. What would be some volunteer opportunities to support Chariots for Hope that could be really useful or really a blessing? Yes. Well, they're able to uh, disciple people going through the program. They're able to do childcare at events. That is a that's a big one that we need filled a lot. Um, they're able to donate a meal, maybe serve a meal, and also just help be extra um, extra hands at events. Mm-hmm. The uh, 
volunteer opportunities uh, may not seem like uh, a wow, uh, you know, and uh, some of the things like you mentioned before with regard to the insurance topic or whatever, but um, to be able to pro- provide child care, a meal, some of these uh, vital things that might seem small and insignificant are really vital and mm-hmm. crucial to be able to move people through the program, to be able to help going forward into into the future. Well, and those, those volunteer um, are Lincoln and Grand Island and St. Joe and things, but in Omaha, we have our own shop, and so we do look for technicians to turn mm-hmm. wrenches and people to detail cars. Um, you know, we, we partner with Anderson here, so they do a lot of that. Yes. But in Omaha, we have our own four-bay shop, and so there are other opportunities there. Um, and hopefully, you know, there'll be opportunities like that sometime in Lincoln. But um, everybody loves detailing a car and then coming to the blessing or fixing the car, you know. So those are opportunities, but... We're just not there yet in Lincoln. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, you know, we've talked about Omaha and Lincoln and Grand Island and St. Oh, Joe, yeah. Missouri. <laughs> so you've got you've got this uh, this organization that, that started out with an idea and a humble beginning mm-hmm. and uh, now just continues to grow and grow and grow. Um, I just want to encourage people to check out the website, chariotsforhope.org. That's chariots, the numeral for hope. Dot org, and uh, if uh, you'd like some other information, uh, there are uh, different ways to contact uh, Chariots for Hope. But go to the website. And uh, if you'd like to make a financial contribution, you can. If you'd like more information about being a volunteer, you can. And also, sometimes there are like special activities, <laughs> special fundraisers, <laughs> special fun kind of things. And uh, our hearers on KNNA uh, heard uh, a few months ago when we were... Um, playing the radio spots for a fundraiser in Omaha for Chariots for Hope. And it was a country concert uh, with a well-known, famous country music star, Coffee Anderson. Uh, Truthfully, I had never heard of him before. The music I downloaded, I liked. So so there you have it. Tell me, uh, Michelle, how did this this fundraiser go with the uh, country music concert? And... Are there any other special activities and events coming up? Yeah, so muscle cars, country music. I mean, it was it was a wonderful turnout. We met our goal. We exceeded our goal. $158,000 was wow. raised that night. Wow. So just an outrageous blessing. We actually did a blessing there. Uh, it was a handicapped van for an amazing man named Lazarus. It was amazing. Um, we are having a fall fundraiser in Omaha at victory lane omaha it is the only car condo in the state of nebraska Um, so you'll see cool car condos and you will see amazing cars a live band red delicious they are local they're fantastic and fun food trucks and of course chariots for hope Okay, and what's the date on that? That's Thursday, October 6th. Thursday? Oh, I see it. You gave me a postcard here, but I, <laughs> my old eyes were having a hard time here. And we uh, are super grateful for Whiting Turner uh, Contracting Company. They're a big, big construction company across the country. They are powering the event. So they're doing a huge project right now in Lincoln for the university. I, uh, I'll have to broaden my musical horizons. Uh, you know, when I hear Red Delicious, I think of an apple. I don't think of a music group from Omaha. But uh, that is October 6th. That's a Thursday evening, 530 to 8.30. More information on the website, chariots, the numeral 4, hope.org. Phoebe, you told me there's something coming up in Lincoln. Yes, uh, there A is. fundraiser. Jen Link, Leba's Young Professionals Group, is hosting a Bags for Benefit Cornhole Tournament to raise money for Chariots for Hope, and all proceeds will be going to Chariots for Hope. Now, the event is held on Saturday, October 8th from 1 to 5 p.m. at Kincater Brewing Company on their outdoor patio. And the tournament will have teams of two, and there's a limit of 16 teams, so you want to get in as soon as possible. Oh, spaces are filling up up fast. (laughs) 
spaces are filling Especially up. Especially you, Reverend. Yo, so. I am. I am so old. I remember <laughs> when that game was called Beanbag Toss. Oh my god! And so that dates me. That dates me right there. But uh, that is on Saturday, October eight. Yes. And you said from noon to five. Yes. And team slots are fifty dollars, twenty five dollars a player. It's double elimination, and there's a cash prize for the winning team and a betting pool among the teams to sweeten the deal. There's other ways where you can be a sponsor, um, a title sponsor, or a supporting sponsor. Thank you. Thank you. You are welcome. Um, I just, uh, I can't thank you ladies enough for uh, spending some time with me today to uh, enlighten our our listeners here on KNNA and throughout the world with regard to Chariots for Hope. It, uh, it's a great organization, folks. Uh, check it out. It is uh, worthy of your prayers and your support, uh, whatever that support may be, and providing transportation for needy individuals is a Christ-like thing. Mm -hmm. It is a uh, marvelous way to demonstrate and exercise your faith. And I would uh, just commend Chariots for Hope. Thank you for uh, your time today and keep up the great work. Michelle, Phoebe, any last words that you want to give before we bring this interview to a close? No, just thank you for hearing our heart and and just uh, able to share the mission and of course, to, to share God's love in such a tangible way. Yes, it's been wonderful to talk to you this morning. Yes. Thank you for having us. You. Well, you're very welcome. That is chariots, the numeral four, hope.org. And for KNNALP 95.7, The Cross in Lincoln, Nebraska, I'm Pastor Clint Poppy. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon. God's richest blessings in Christ. You are listening to KNNALP 95.7 FM, Lincoln, Nebraska.